right, we're back. Woo! Corona Sphere 13. Oh, lucky 13. And happy birthday, America. America. Happy birthday, America. Okay. In studio, we have Mr. Michael Rowe. He's back. Michael Rowe. Yeah. Doc Love in the house. We're all back in one place. And our buddy, Steve Griffith. Of Vector. We've been cutting the Vector record all week. Steve is still here. We are making magic in the studio, and we have the chance to have him do another Coronasphere with us. And here we go. You guys, we got a special song that goes just for this moment. Hey! Okay, lift and separate. Intake. Ah, nothing oh. like the Irish. Wait a minute. This is about America today. I'm sorry. No, it, well, that's Irish. Well, that's true. Okay, well, Steve, yes, you want to do this song? I think we should. All right. Should we, uh, you want me to sing it through the mask? I can. You want to try it? You want me to? I don't know. It looks pretty creepy. I think we should. Okay, let, let's. It looks creepy. Let's, let's. We're all, we're all, you know, we're, we're all, all safe. COVID. COVID proud. We're all one family here. One happy COVID family. All right, let's do it. Hit it.
That brings back memories. Oh my gosh. I remember you guys calling me from Hollywood. You're in the middle of the recording process. And you say, I gotta get, where's Steve Scott? I gotta get him on the phone right now. And I'm going, <laughs> why? Are you guys making an album? Like, we gotta write, we're stuck with a lyric. We gotta, he needs to help us. And I go, Steve? And I call him and he goes, what? I'm not here. You know, and I said, Steve, they need you. And he, he just, you know, he just puts his head down like this. And then he gets on the phone and then I see you guys are like writing part of the lyric. I don't know what part. But maybe you can tell the sequence of events, because this song, unlike the other tunes on the album, has kind of an interesting twist. Yes. Well, we were mixing. You were already... We the were done. Track, done. The album was done, as far, right. we were, we, as far as we knew it was done. We were mixing, and uh, Stephen Souls... Stephen Souls? He wasn't producing this record. Sorry. Chuck, Chuck Wild <laughs> from Missing Persons. back. They were sorry, guys. That was the first album. Chuck Wild. Chuck Wild. Chuck Wild and his engineer who was mixing, and I don't remember his name. Sorry, whoever you are, if you're watching. Sorry, I don't remember your name. They started saying, uh, "We don't. We need a up tempo rock things, yeah. whatever." So we're like, "What?" So we literally set up a drum set. We tracked America. Wrote, finished the lyric because there was kind of a lyric going around that Stephen. Well, you I had, had a song on. called no, Razor. Yeah, it was another yeah. song. It was a right. demo that you had yeah. had it was years ago, or was yeah. it around the time? And of then it. we sat around, and I remember this. Yeah. We, we sat around in the in the uh, hotel room, and we were going, "Man, you know, we got to do something about this." Got Steve Scott on the phone. He gave us some some lyrics, and then we came up with this America jam. Yeah. So, and tracked it during and the mix. It, yeah, and I played a drum kit right it during the mix. But that yeah. sounds contradictory. We sang it all to, live. Wait a minute. You're telling me that you had enough material to fill an album without that tune, or did you have Razorline, yeah. but you weren't happy no. with Razorline? Razorline yeah. wasn't part because of the, the album isn't that long. I I can't believe that you were short a tune, or did you cut a tune? Did, was there something you axed? Oh gosh, I would. No, I don't. No, as far as seems, I knew, we were done. I, I couldn't tell you. How Maybe many. you just hadn't yeah, timed it. Yeah, I, I yeah. think I think we thought it, we thought Razorline had we thought this jam had some potential and it felt good to us. Yeah, but we just hadn't. Really we never fleshed it out. Yeah, yeah. We never finished it as a song. It was never one of the ones that got tracked. Yeah, it was an over, uh, uh, and and then we went and did a video that was on MTV with this song. Oh right. well, yeah, this kind of got out of control a little bit. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. It shows yeah. this is one of the singles. That somebody was interested in, I remember who made and it. And, and the whole time, if you watch the video, I mean, we're we're, we're literally kind of smiling at this whole thing because we just we were just going with it, you know. We're like, well, yeah, like it wasn't really our jam to you know to do the big, you know, patriotic. It, it, yeah, it, it, no. we, we weren't really trying to do that. It was just occurring to us. Well, born kind of in the USA itself. was a massive hit for Bruce Springsteen a year oh. or two previous. Oh, interesting. And yeah. so, even though it was kind of uncool or a little bit odd for you guys as a band to have that part of your thing, I didn't think it fit the record personally. It stylistically. didn't. It didn't. But Clearly. somehow, it's like Clearly. you know, yeah, I, yeah it, it stuck. It became this. Well, it's also you know, it's so good, and Bruce is actually playing like a real drum set. It was the it's only, the only yeah. song it that breathes. It's the one song that has a lot of yeah. air in it, as opposed yeah. to that real sort of tight '80s production that you had going with the synths and the right. drum machines and the pads. And you know, it was a very technological record. Yeah, I gained ten pounds that week during two the two weeks we were there mixing. Why is that? Eating Hagen Dazs ice cream. Oh, gee, that's that, all we do. We eat. We, eat we go home late at night. Yeah, I'd walk from the hotel. To 
the studio, you know, like like long walking in L.A. And we're not talking about like sharing a pint between three of us. No, we were eating a. We were eating a pint every night. And I realized like a few (laughs) days into this that we were two thousand calories were being downed in ice cream. Why do you think what happened happened to the Hart sisters? You know, especially it's Nancy and. um, Oh, you're gonna go there? No, I don't. I'm not making fun of her because they talked about it. Hagen and Wilson. the rock and roll lifestyle. Yeah, they wow. talked about it, and they said, you know, a lot of people wonder why my sister. I remember Nancy would talk about it, making fun of her, and said, first of all, that's how she looked as a child. This whole svelte kind of image she had mm-hmm. was contrived for the band, and it wasn't really her. But when they got on the road, they were eating Hagen Dazs. Because remember when that came out? That was all the rage. Oh my God! We'd never had like yeah, high end yeah, high yeah, school. Nobody in even it. thought. That it in was a grocery even, store. It even had calories. It was just hogging. It was so it was good. It was so it was so seductive. It doesn't have calories. Yeah. You know, I drove limousine for her. You did? Yeah, for Nancy. Yeah. Not well. You drove for the Beach Boys too. You yeah. need to tell that story. That's one of the best ones. The Beach Boys story. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a number of cars, and I was one of the many cars that because they never rode together, so they all each had their own limo, and. Uh, you know, drove him to the show, watched the show, got in free. It was fun. Watched the show. And then I met with uh, somebody. on the, in the Whoever I had on my limo, and honestly, I don't remember who it was, which one of them I had. Well, this isn't the part of the story I was hoping you would tell. But I just was, I was telling him that I thought they were, you may have a different part of this, and I'd love to hear it. But yeah. I was telling him that they're such a vocal band that I really felt like the mix wasn't right live to fit <laughs> who they were. Oh, I see. Of the show. Of the show. Okay. And so I was telling the, one of the Beach Boys that I didn't think their live sound guy was very good. That it did a well, good job. The story and he's, you, like, he's like, which one? The story you told me was that you were you had more than one of them in the car. I think you may have had Carl, Alan, and Mike because they were going to do Catch a Wave that night, but they hadn't played it in a long time, and they were trying to brush up. They wanted to be a little sharper. So someone got a CD or a cassette of the Beach Boys' best of. They had it with them. And you popped it into the limo, and they're all running their parts, and you're singing with them. I swear I'm not making this up. I couldn't make up a story like this. Well, you you could. I could if I wanted to. But No, you told me that it was really cool because you said I couldn't believe that they would on the fly really? learn, have to learn I a played song. a CD of one of their... Or something. I, I never owned Beach Boys No, it's, it, they gave they had oh, it. They and they had were it. trying to learn it because they oh, just added it to the set. Oh, you put this in the disc? we got to learn and it. And they're singing in the car, practicing to it. And I said, well, did you sing with them? And you go, well, yeah. <laughs> and you said it was great. I... That's my story. I'm sticking to it. Yeah, There's folks, no reason for me to make it I'm up. I'm sorry. The doctor is, needs to see a doctor. <laughs> oh, man. Here we go. It's a great story. Don't take it away well, from me. Well, it is me. a great story. All right. Well, beside, we're getting but I love my, I love the story of telling them that their well, sound well, guy. That's I, darker. The, the, the nerve, that's a darker story. The nerve I would have is you need to hire me to mix you live because that guy's Oh, no did good. you tell them when you were telling well, them the story? Well, I was story? intimating. I was I was intimating I could this have done so a better ridiculous. job. All right, so anyway, um, I want to go back to the since you guys kind of talked about a lot of the vector history last week. Well, one of us did. Well, yeah, that's true. I wore my Camden High what? School. <laughs> well, Bruce being in vector yeah. knows the whole story. Well, I didn't. I, I want to go. I didn't cover and enough. Look, like, there's more. There's lots of stuff. Okay, well, you, you got the scratch band. I mean, I, yeah. let me let me say, you guys, yeah, you guys are quite the pair because you guys go back to 
you were like 13 years old or something? When Be- you- before that. Before okay, that, before yeah. that. But, I mean, our parents were church friends. Yeah. They, they would come over. Steve would come over to our house as company with his parents. Right. Yeah. We'd hang out in my room. And- what was a card game? It was always a card oh, game. Oh, Rook. Rook. Touring. Yeah. Pit. All those. They right. never played Pinochle or any of the regular poker games because that was like... No. That was a little bit looked upon as sort of, you know... Wrong. Kind of no, not, was wrong. If not wrong, it was a little bit... Yeah, it was tawdry. a sin. It was, it was a sin. sin to dance, yeah. to go to dances. Right. Movies. Movies. Right. Uh, you know... Really? Uh, movies was simple? Long, oh, yeah. Long hair. Wow, you guys oh, were yeah. really... Certain, really well, certain movies. It. Well, you know what the reason was? And I, yeah. I remember Pastor Keys. Remember, we had yeah. a pastor. We loved this guy. Yeah. And he says, you know, I heard that a film came out, like The Sound of Music or Mary Poppins or something. I heard it's a good film. But imagine what would happen if I took my family to that film and someone from the church saw me. When, but he didn't complete that. We're all kind of going, oh, like that, right? What would happen? Well, what would happen is they go, <laughs> Pastor, Pastor Keys! Pastor Keys! <laughs> Pastor Keys. It's, it's great to Pastor see you. Pastor Keys, want to see Mary Anyway, we're, we're opening up a kind of a worm. Here we are. But okay. we're down oh, okay, the Okay, well, I have a question for you guys. Okay, so, so, so the band that Mike and I had. Well, no. We, well, we, I realized that the first rock band I was ever in, you were in. I just remembered this. Do you remember it? It was called The Added Enjoyment. Louis Salazar Louis played Salazar. piano. Yeah, I played drums. You played drums. Yeah. Uh, uh, the trumpet player the uh, Dave in, Smith the, the yeah. added enjoyment the added yeah, en- yeah because uh, because player. we would want to announce ourselves as and now for your added enjoyment <laughs> the added enjoyment yeah Mike I, came up with that now name. what you don't know and you may not remember and I just realized Probably. I wish I had it for this but I'm going yeah. to air it at some point somewhere. okay I recorded our first performance oh my I have goodness. it on tape what we did was a three-part medley of uh, oh, the, when the Saints go marching in, okay. rock style, jazz style, and then peppy sort of march style. Yeah, nice. And I played blues leads, and you can hear people in the audience tittering when I'd start playing these kind of bluesy, you know, Steve Cropper licks yeah. because I'm only all of 11 years old. Right. And you I'm up young. there just nailing Louis this. was what, 14, 15? Yeah, Louis was young. You were, yeah. what, 12, 13? We were the youngest. Well, Dave, you and I are the same age. Yeah, David Smith was probably Louis's age. Am I a year older than you? Yes, you're older. You're you're, you're less older a day by a day. Yeah, you're. What is your 13th. October thirteenth? Yeah. October twelfth. It's yeah. great. Right. But I cannot. I can't say Columbus Day anymore. People always ask me, yeah. "What's your birthday?" I go, "Well, now I have to say it's um, Indigenous Peoples Day." Right? Yeah, the day previously known as Columbus Day. Right. Exactly. Sorry, I just had to get that in. All right. So anyway, uh, yeah. so we did this thing, and we did this, and it was it went over well. Yeah. And then we did another one. We did one more performance before it scandalized the youth group and sort of... I don't know how it fell apart, but I know we stopped Yeah, but, you know, we played for the CAs. Remember? It was six... Yeah. We'd have normal church on Sunday night, but at six o'clock, Christ's Ambassadors would have our youth meeting in the social hall. Yeah. Remember? We are Christ's Ambassadors. Oh, I love that song. That was awesome. We are Christ's Ambassadors. To write vector songs. It did? Later. Oh, all those no, marches, those didn't. clean marches that you clean wrote. Clean marches. <laughs> all right. I liked marches. Uh, I went to Camden. You went to... Lindbrook. Lindbrook. God, I haven't heard that word in a long yeah. time. So we went to rival high schools. Yes. Uh, we right, because were... all my friends lived on the other side of town, really. All, you know, well, Bob I... and Dave, and they all lived out by 
Well, my high school area. had yeah. Tom Bryant from uh, Stained Glass. Oh, wow. It also had Russell Ferranti, who was another family friend who ended up in the Yellow Jackets. Yeah. It had Yellow oh, all manner of wow. wonderful musicians. We were all into Spooky Tooth, Led Zeppelin, Fleetwood Mac. It was a heavy blues school. Now, yeah, was Stained a, Glass. All that. Now, was Lindbrook a music school? Well, we had yeah, when I was a freshman there, we had some guys who would get together and we formed a band. You know, and played. So, what was your first band that you did down in San Jose? In San Jose, it would have been. I started out as a rhythm guitar player, um, and it was a four-piece. Wow! And it had uh, Steve Teeter and Mitch Montrose. Well, Mitch, yeah, Mitch and I ended up becoming really close yeah, friends. Yeah, Mitch, Mitch was in it. He played drums. He's and, the guy uh, who told Steve that. Or you're the one who told Mitch is he couldn't play drums. You remember that? Yeah, I was I was or unkind. You're, you're, I was you know, unkind, you're, you're, even unkind back then about drummers. Your endings are was, terrible. Yeah, you said your endings cool? are terrible. Yeah, I don't know what drums. I said. You can't play drums. I actually enjoyed Mitch's I, drumming a lot, but well, you know, yeah, I <laughs> didn't. Was, he wasn't a terrible drummer. No, he wasn't. No. I was. It was fun to play. I, with. I probably said some weird thing that got turned into something else, and he yeah. told you, and then that got turned into something <laughs> well, else. He was always Bruce. And here we are, forty. I could have sworn there was another guy that was in more contemporary version of vector that i heard that you said that to him there's uh, another guy yeah, well you know. probably criticized many drummers in your life you probably, you probably had that one on file you just went you know i think it's time it's time for the endings are terrible comment <laughs> i don't remember saying that but anyway <laughs> i do because my, he called me and he was really mad my rhythm guitar player decides he doesn't want to play in a band anymore okay so i buy his stuff yeah. And become a bass player. Nice. That's how that happened. And that became Funeral Wells? No, no, no. That stayed, I stayed with Teeter and Mont, uh, with hmm. Mitch for okay. a while. I, I had, I woodshedded quite a bit. I recall you being with, really heavily into Grand Funk Railroad no. when they were a power trio. Dude. Is no. that a myth too? Yeah. Hey. Cream. Cream, yes, of course. Cream where I learned how to play bass. Yeah. Whatever happened to, yeah. you know, he's going to do what this and that, play Grand Funk. Yeah, we can't say the rest of it. See, I thought, there's all I this... thought I thought there was there's there's a there's a totally time time honored classic Griffithism. We have all these no, Griffithisms. See, yeah. Here's the thing and what you have to understand is <laughs> something there are things that are said phone. about me that have nothing to do well, with reality. It's well there's like a mythology. The, it's like the media today. Yeah, yeah it is. They hey, just make up stories and <laughs> put my name on it. Yeah, it's Griffology. Or Griffithology. Well yes. the, the great thing exactly. about me and me and Mitch used to call, and we called it musing. We would be on the phone musing. for hours. It was gossip. They called let's, it musing. Let's face it; it was gossip. You it know? was. But gossip it was pre, is a sin. But if media. you muse about someone, you're just sort of in a sort of a friendly way, kind of you know, laughing a little bit about their eccentricities. Oh sure, yeah. You're so Mitch and I mused. The yeah. musings turned into a canon of of these stories, some of which were true, some were not. Some right. were added to, yes, and it's it was the folklore of it's Steve. Almost, it's almost like we're, you know, what if this guy, you know, like a comedian uh, would do, you know, here's this guy doing that, being in this position or whatever. Right. Like you guys, this this character was so colorful that you could start. To well, that's what I love about Steve is that you know he's situations. kind of a mild mannered guy, but the fact that you were able to spawn an entire mythology about yourself without even trying means that you were a very memorable person in our youth, at least. Yeah, I always found that interesting, that there was these stories going on about me. I could never figure out why well, everybody you, was so interested. I think you had certain mannerisms that have, yeah, have sort of disappeared true. over you're, the you're, years. You're unflappably yeah. unflappable. Yeah, unflappable. <laughs> exactly. But anyway... You just, you just steady right through. So you yeah. and I were in Rock 
rock bands all yeah. through high school and maybe through the college years, but then something changed. At some point, Ooh. you uh, went on tour. Is with... somebody going to come and walk out behind, from behind? The... No, oh, no. Okay. This is this, this is, is your, your life. life. Okay, great. But it's like we we did the rock band thing, and then you you went on the road with this thing called Commission to Brotherhood. Oh my god! Yeah, I did. Well, no, before. Uh, you, you got that, way, way ahead. Well, yeah, I got ahead because I, I started doing Top 40 and started. I was in a group called Gabriel that yeah. had members or past members of bands you were in. Right. And as it evolved, eventually the group fell apart or fell in half. It split. And I called you and I said, yeah. I want to keep this thing going. We're making good money. Yeah. So you got Bob Cooper, who's, mm -hmm. who was the first world-class drummer I played with. Yeah, he was amazing. Because once you get used to playing with world-class drummers... You you can't go backwards. Was Petrucci in that or Mike no, Allen is? Mike Allen is. Yeah, who was a great guitarist. Yeah, he's a. Yeah, he's and and but playing with Cooper every night was the same experience as playing with Bruce or playing with Aaron. It's like you just walk off stage going, my God, this is like, this is what I've wanted all my life. I'm playing with someone who actually yeah plays amazingly and it makes you a better player. So that group is really interesting. How for me. old were I, you when you did Gabriel? Uh, I was in college. Were you I 19, was probably 19, 20? 20 years old. Okay. You know, and I did it for three years. Jerry Cortez mm -hmm. was in it, and he now plays for Tower of Power. Yeah. He's, and yeah, he went way beyond all of us guys. Oh, yeah. Tower Cortez of Power. ended up, he played with Jesse Colin Young. He played with Bob Weir. It's just strange how all these people that yeah. we played with. Check went, him out on uh, Facebook, Jerry Cortez. So anyway, we were in we were in Gabriel, and then I had kind of a spiritual epiphany. My life kind of blew up, and then yeah. in, in, in what? Well, 19th, mine did too. Yeah, we both kind of had these was like, this spiritual epiphanies. Uh, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, we gotta yeah. we, we gotta aim for something higher. So you went and did this commissioned brotherhood, which was a kind yeah. of a Christian rock group before their. They were well. They were a rock. They had brass. They had three it singers. Kind of a, was it sort of a, a theatrical presentation that you did? No, it was this. Um, you go to churches. I heard the tapes. You guys were great. Yeah, it was. What was great about it after and most fun for me is that it, they basically tore down the band to nothing. And so I brought in Alanez, uh, Tim O'Brien. I played drums, and a guy named Rick. And I'm going to forget his last Gar. name. Played bass. Uh, Gar was in that as well. So we we started writing these elaborate progressive yeah rock progressive rock like and Genesis. You had, and you had and, a bus. You had a bus. Yeah, they owned a bus. Oh All the gosh. seats were torn out of it except for a, maybe a the touring front. bus. I saw that bus. It was parked at the bottom of a hill of your parents' house, and I I used to drive it home. And I'd go through drive-throughs with it. I'd go through McDonald drive-throughs with it. They say you can't put this through the bus. Yeah, I can. I can fit this. Didn't you tell <laughs> me <laughs> that? I remember. You, I said, Steve, who's paying for all this? And you said it costs four thousand dollars a month to just exist, to just have it. Yeah, we were paid a salary, mm -hmm. basically. You know, the main guy, Buholtz. And well, who, who was the main guy? He was like a pastor's son. Who singer. booked you guys? He did all the booking. Wow. And him and the the girl singer. So it ended. Yeah, we did that for about, I don't know, I did that for about eight months. So maybe. it ended, so you got back into Top 40 with a group called Wish. Yeah, you remember you that? You and Alanis, because then you yeah. got me in Wish. And and I went and played for another year with you guys, and we did all the Gabriel stuff. We were doing, yeah. you know, Running from the Devil. We were doing, you know, da -na -na -na, you know, you yeah. really got me by Van Halen. Yeah. And we came up here to Sacramento, and I called Marion Lewis, because by then I was working with them. 
And I said, I'm in this band with this guy. I want you to see us play. And they came and they watched it. And, and it was shortly after that that I invited you to come and be part of the warehouse thing. Yeah, because I would have gotten, I was that would have been what, 70, it was 79. 78, 79? Hey, wait a minute. Okay, yeah. let, me, let me interrupt yeah. here. So you guys were playing a top 40 band playing Van Halen tunes before you got started at the warehouse? Well, yeah. That, I that felt, I felt a little right guilty. Now. I felt a little guilty, <laughs> but it no sounded so good. Remember that? simple. You were doing your Griffith like voice singing that thing. <laughs> and I'm up way. there. I think we did Highway to Hell. I think we did. Oh my God. No, I don't know if we ever did that. Oh yeah, but we did Hell's. No. Running with the devil. I was I was not a DC, ACDC fan. Okay, so no. we didn't so we knew it at ACDC. I remember you isn't guys, she lovely. You gotta stop. You gotta stop. All right, this, this, this cannot, is ridiculous. This cannot be true. You're we did it. I'm, we, it was a very brief. Yeah. And neither of us really wanted to do it. It was kind of like we did it for a period and then we yeah. got out of it because we got busy up here. So then you right. started together at the warehouse. Yeah, and I that's got, when yeah. Scratch Band was formed. Or were you Scratch really, Band was well, formed called, yeah, already, like I said last and week. I thought he might have yeah. been a because Abeg was supposed to play bass for it, and then he yeah. left. He and Michelle went back to Colorado. Right. Then you so, called me, said you want to come up here. and You want to come up, and for yeah. some reason, rather than that happening, you ended up in Panacea yeah. Shelter, yeah. and you formed a thing called the Steve Griffith Band. Right. That had Abeg. It had Gar. Gar for a while, and yeah. then Dan Storm. Dan Storm. Then I joined in, yeah. on bass and bass tours. Was it Guy Niosi? I Guy said Niosi last was week. in it. Yeah, okay. I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. Guy Niosi played piano. Hey, shout yeah. out to Guy Niosi. Guy. Yeah. Hey, Guy. And I I got to play bass. Remember, in your I band. had a, vo a vocoder. Yes, the vocoder. Wow. For a while, yeah. we called you the vocoder band. Yeah. I did my own background vocals with Oz and stuff. I, Bruce, I don't know. You may have missed this. You were just shy no. of did seeing you, all this. Did I saw the Scratch Band in my high school. You did? Yes, I saw you guys there. With oh, wow. Toodle with the big fro. Yeah, and, and all thing. that. Yeah, it was yeah. great. So what did you, you were, think? Did you think I remember we were, the, you know. Did you think we were yeah. good or not good? Or did you think it was weird? You know, I thought you guys were good. I, I mean, I didn't. It just kind of happened. It was yeah, a yeah, happening. Yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't in the mood to follow you. Right. But I thought you guys seemed Half good. Half decent for a lunchtime band. Yeah. It was a good I think, band. I think when you're 14 or 15, 14, I think you... you uh, you just look at stuff that's good and go, man, I got to go get my band together. At least that's what I was thinking. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or he was thinking, I'm into Rush and I play Rush tunes and these guys are like, what yeah, is there's this? No, there's no Rush tunes. No, we this? weren't doing Rush. So, but no you, rush the stuff, stuff you were doing was actually quite progressive and it was fun to be You know, I have band. no recordings of any of that. Oh, that's a oh shame. My gosh. I know that some exist. But yeah, they're probably like board mixes. The band when I saw yeah, I played bass yeah. and I played the Moog pedals that so he had. So what were you playing? Drums, me? Yeah, which, which Steve band? Griffith band? No, no, I just I sang. You just sang. Played, you just stood out yeah, front. Oh, no, I, I stood. you know what I think? I, I think I saw I saw yeah. I saw the Scratch Band okay. because I think yeah. Toodle was in it. Yeah, and Mark Proctor. Right. Yeah, and right. Jan. Okay. Yeah, the yeah. Steve Griffith okay. band only played twice at the warehouse. Yeah, but you had Darla one time. Remember yeah. that? And you boy, had. Did I get uh, in trouble for that. Oh boy, let's talk about yeah, that. Yeah. All right, so, so so we did all this yeah. stuff, and but Vector, how did? So Vector happened with you and yes, John Wireman. We've now reached the point of the interview. Pound of Vector. Yeah. Is Vector. You pared yeah. it down to Jimmy. Well, I said, you know, we were gonna. They wanted us to do another, another concert, and I said, I said to Jim, I, you know, I don't really want to do. I want to do a band. Right. You know, do you want to do a band with me? And he was like, yeah. So we found John Wireman, who was a great, great drummer. drummer. Do you know John Wireman? No, he was so good. Yeah, he was perfect. 
really he, was he good. just he was did solid. everything great. He was, I, he was just good. He just never was I, the, the same ghost. after that. You know, yeah, then we found then we I mean we had to settle, you know, later on for this but anyway, well, you know. how did Aaron end up doing the record? Was John just not who made that you know, suggestion? I think I, I'm not sure. Honest, I know that I probably was part of the decision, and I'm not sure what cued me to do that. Now well, thinking back on it, maybe Charlie came up with that idea because Charlie knew him from Peterbilt, and uh, said, "Hey, you know, I think you could really this could really make your thing better to have Aaron in." Yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. All I remember is hiding behind the studio drum where you were, uh, you were cutting something, and I'm, I'd be listening to this stuff, going, "Oh my God, the stuff they're doing in there! This is like scaring me." Because we had already done our record, the ping pong record, and it was right. just okay. You know, I thought it was just a, I wasn't happy with it that much, but when I heard what you guys were doing, I went, "This is going to change some things around here because the level that, of, man. of intensity and what you guys were doing was really cool." Well, thanks. It was kind of a mixture yeah. of Rush and Police and everything, but it still had a, a, a stamp that was original coming from you, your voice, the way you wrote. And you, I want to say this right now. Steve Griffith is hands down, you had the best voice of all of us. I mean, oh, you my, know, thanks, when he'd come and hit that, those high notes, it's like it would just blow you away. I didn't even know you could sing that good. It's like I've heard you sing all my life. But when you did that mannequin virtue and the first time you hit that chorus, I went, oh, my God, you know, I mean, it just rang through so strong. And I'm not trying to butter you up for any reason. No, I, right. I just think he was the best singer of all of us. You know, we all had different voices that we could do stuff with. But my God, this operatic power that would just push out, it, you know, eventually it became kind of a thing that we would, you know, Again, music. It about. became a music. It, yes, it exactly. joined the he, Steve he Griffith. You call folklore. Mitch up and say, "You're not going to believe this." This. And where is the uh, <laughs> where is the interview? The Steve Jornot. Oh, that's well. What that's, record is that on? That's on a single. That's on a little single. No, it's a fault. No, it's on. It's on like it's called. Or something. It's on. It's it was called Radioactive Singles. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. We did yeah. a fake interview with Steve, but well, I wasn't Steve, there. Steve and I had created a character. Well, huh. I, cre I, I created. Yeah, what was that you about? Yeah. Steve Jornot. I created Steve Jornot, which is yeah. which is this like this guy, and I'm yeah. Steve and Jornot. You right? created that back in the yeah. 80s. Yeah, I would sit around. That's that's what yeah. what I what I really yeah. Steve liked me because I would I would keep him laughing. I was always just yes. Always, he was the comedy relief. I was the card. Yes. Yeah, always doing it. Okay, but hey, well, and he also speaking. drew the great art for the please stand by record i didn't know that, that until t last night i was looking at the credits and i go that does look like bruce's stuff yeah, I, when i went to them i said well, yeah i, I want any, bruce to i want thing. bruce's design to be the record they were like what what, what? Does he do yeah what does this guy do? are you serious yeah look at this it's cool and they were like yeah that's cool well hey, i speaking of i think we should play a tune with the people from yeah. please stand by okay all right let's do it was yeah. this another one that we did a video for right and and this is one that we did we get this one on mtv or it's just America. Uh, but I know we did a video for this one. Yeah, Surrender? Yeah.
That went way better in rehearsal. <laughs> well, now, would we would we get fired if we were supposed to be the band behind Steve Griffith and performed like that? Probably. Or would we be would we be given another chance because of the golden heart of one? <laughs> the golden heart of one. Open-hearted man. Open-hearted. Hey, we yes. still got another tune to get through. Let's. Yes, we do. Let's just push our luck. Well, do we have any more content that we can talk about? Um, history. So please stand by. Showed up after. Yeah. Man, and we've already kind of went in, gone into. Yeah, you did all that. Yeah, well, we met one another. Then. Well, then you left warehouse, but you were still associating with us. Yeah. Everyone left Sacramento except for me and Bruce. Oh, and you're maybe, going. You're going to that point. Well, yeah, because Before we simple? need to get. We need to get to simple experience because I'm oh. excited to talk about the memorable yeah. corner ho uh, cornerstone exit shrapnel night, right? In which I got to play with Vector for the first and last time ever, except today. And were yeah. you were you in Sacramento when you did Simple? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had left the warehouse and then I went to work for Double Vision, as I said last week as well. But um, they had an eight-track studio there that I did, you know. Music beds and and uh, jingles and things like that. So yeah, Jimmy and I got got back together and because we had been busy doing different things and he was had been busy with Charlie. So we uh, I wrote some songs and we got together and finished a lot of that stuff and then yeah we recorded that at the in the eight track studio. Yeah. yeah, that little everybody raves about that guitar sound. It was coming out of this tiny little pig-nose-style speaker. Yeah, it was, I saw it. Was it. it was literally a, a stereo speaker that I dis disconnected. Why did Why did you just on. use an amp? Because we were in an office building. Yeah. And we couldn't. We could had to keep the volume down. But the yeah. thing is, it sounds like a Marshall stack. I yeah. mean, it sounds yeah. outrageous. Yeah, he just hooked his rig up to this little eight-inch speaker, and I mic the eight-inch speaker, mm -hmm. and that just what goes we to show. Yeah. You know? Yes, a, a, oh. a very talented engineer and mixer. Your mixing work spans all of the. Well, artists. yeah, we didn't I mean, kind of we didn't talk in, too much about that. Yeah, you got into like you were you you did mixes for every exit artist, right? Pretty yeah, much. I mixed the Steve Scott record, that first one he did, the, and uh, uh, got to work on mixes and the, some of the seven stuff. Well, yeah, in a way, in the Western world, or yeah, okay, yeah, that Which Lost I, Horizon I, stuff. I played yeah. on that. You played on that too. Love in the Western World. I love that record. Memory Bay. Didn't we mix that in L.A. somewhere? Which one? Oh, did no, we, we did it Fantasy LA? up in Berkeley. Fantasy well, in Berkeley? we're mixing up a lot of the projects. Yeah. Did you work I on, am, like, yeah, right, the, sure. yeah you, you worked on the First Strike stuff? I did a little bit. You said, uh, you and I was, sang the background yeah, vocals we sang backgrounds. Are you yeah. producing? That? that was my first yeah. production. Okay. And then, yeah. about, well, what about the guy from San Diego? Um, oh, Robert Vaughn. Yeah, did you work on the Vaughn stuff? I no, didn't, I, no, I didn't work on the Vaughn stuff. I just hung out. Yeah, you I know. didn't either. I didn't work on it. But Steve became an integral part of Seventy Seven's creativity in that he was he once he became kind of our oh. second engineer. Yeah, you know the Shazbot guy. Yeah, it's like Steve Where ended up contributing going? songs or co-writing songs. He engineered. He ended up mixing, and this went all the way through the nineties, mid nineties. Yeah, for the second incarnation. All right, and, and uh, the Lenhart. Uh, yeah, so Steve makes love. Maybe many people Do don't know long, that yeah. Steve mixed "Pray Naked" half of it, the what the half with real drums on it. Yeah, you mixed the "Drowning with Land Inside" album. Yeah, uh, you also co-wrote "Frames Without Photographs," "Do It for Love." 
you uh, single-handedly created the Pearls Before Swine nutso mix, which was just a rehearsal. Uh, this is one of my favorite stories because I walked in with just a threadbare two-note, not even two chords, two-note song. And we jammed eight minutes on this thing, you know, just to kind of flesh it out. You could hear me shouting all of the directions to everyone in the band. They'd never played it. Toodle broke a string and it turned it into this Velvet Underground thrashy thing. It was insane, right? So right. we figured, oh, well, well we got to work on that. We walk in the studio and Steve has, I don't know, it was the combination of echo, delay, compression, you turned it into this thing. I mean, it was jaw, it was gobsmacking. I was just standing there going, what have you done? I said, this, this has to be, we, this is the record. It's done. We don't ever have to record it again. Man. I it don't, was, you know, it was insane. I would love to remember Touch that story. Here we go. Right? <laughs> I'll have to listen to that sometime. Oh, it's insane. I do remember, oh, man, the one thing I remember right. doing with Aaron one time is like, not, not only, I think we more than double tracked his kit one time, just playing around with different ideas as far yeah. as sounds and delays on. Oh, drums. we did it on uh, on on touch. Oh, that was well, yeah, that was touch. three layers of tom toms, and I think you played the tom toms with him too. We wanted a, a sort of a jungle. We yeah. wanted like a bunch of guys beating yeah. on tom toms. You know, when yeah. I met you, Steve, you had you have these tom toms that you had made out of big like ten inch PVC pipe, yeah. real long ones. Right. I forgot right. about those. Yeah, and you were like putting that stuff on everything. Yeah, those sounded really cool. Yeah, man. I think I so that's why that the Tom Tom on that one song on Steve Scott's record sounds really weird. So it's it could really it could it was really that. really squirrely sounding. It, 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 it went kind of like like it had this tone to it that I'd never heard any drum ever have. Yeah, it had its own thing it, sure. because when Nigel Gray remixed that in England, not mm -hmm. a pretty picture. Yeah. When he remixed it, he got all that out of there. He gave Aaron's part a four-on-the-floor kick. He took it and made it a four-on-the-floor part, which that's not how he played it. No. He completely recreated it in the studio. That's yeah. some great music, man. We should do a Coronasphere where we touch a lot of that Steve Scott. Well, music. Steve Scott lives here in town. Why not we do a Steve Scott show? Critical. Well, another Steve, because another he's Steve. a critical so. part of 77. Yeah, man. Critical. Anyway, I just wanted to get all that out because without Steve, we wouldn't have been that band that you all knew and loved in that period. Steve was kind of the fifth member in a lot of ways. I mean, you. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, I was treated. You like made that. Si yeah. significant contributions, and you almost helped break us up one night. Remember that? I tried. Yeah. You tried to break up First Strike too. With <laughs> that, almost in, happened too. You came in and said, "Man, you guys, your endings are terrible." No, you know what? He, I'll tell you exactly what he said. We, it was a it was a dark point in the band's history because we were kind of on each. Is this true? Is oh, this is this, true no. This is all true. Is okay. it necessary? No, it's necessary okay. because right. it's really interesting Let's what Steve there. told us. We can us. always cut it out later. He said, you know, we were kind of hitting a lull, you know, and we were at each other's throats. We're, we're musically void, and finally, you go, you know, you guys. It's like I really enjoy working on your music. I love your music, but you guys don't have a sound. You say, you know, like, if you listen to U2 or you listen to The Fix, you listen to all those bands, they have a sound. When you put on their records, you know it's U2 or you know it's this or that or the other. And you guys, all of your sounds are great, all of your songs are great, but you don't have any one thing that anyone can grab hold of. And I, and we all just, there's a silence in the room because we all knew it was true. I wouldn't care now. Well, is but it, we were is trying it, to get a record deal. You were trying right to get now, a deal, that 335 yeah. and that, was yeah. that the thing? 
Yes. Well, it wasn't about amps or guitars or any of that. Steve was making was, yeah, an overarching statement yeah. about the fact that the band didn't have an identity to, to help people know what we were about. And we'd struggle with this the whole time. We so eventually what, gave up. So what? Well, so, so did he bring the answer for you, or did you have your own answer? He challenged there was no answer. answer. The yeah. group fell apart at that point. And it ended shortly thereafter. Oh my gosh! That was so this, kind of the. That was almost like film? a. It was almost like the writing on the church wall. I single-handedly I broke up. It was the writing on the. Wow. Well, the first incarnation. Yeah, all my friends now on Facebook, they just like, they're all going to unfriend you and block me. you off. It was, it was the official all, vote of no as confidence we speak. that shut it all down. We didn't have a sound. <laughs> but to your credit, I was, I was challenging you to be wow. better. Well, not greater. just better, maybe a little more focused. Well, he's been, yeah, he's sure. been reading the, you know, the. The, the producer book where the, the producer did that to a no, band you know and, he, what? and he got the greatest band <laughs> in the and world. Then, you know, and Aaron piped in where he said, you know, sometimes we sound like this band and sometimes we sound like that band, but yeah. and sometimes we sound like the 77s. And I go, what is that? What is that? Because we if we could bottle it and define it. Yeah. Because, and, we, and all of this is in a context of desperately trying to get a record deal. I mean, that that has a context, that remark. You know, I don't remember. I don't remember how you received the information, but as you tell the story, I, I do remember saying it. But it was. I don't know how it, it was received. I, I received it in that it was. I knew it was true, and I didn't know how to solve it. You know, and the thing is, we ultimately failed getting that record deal because they told us they didn't say you didn't have a sound. They said, "I don't hear that one song." They didn't have a problem with on stage. We had a sound. It was a rock blues. It was like right. Zeppelin meets. It was intense blues stuff, right? Yeah. But they didn't hear that song that would be a single, and that that happened to all the exit bands. It's yeah. you, know, you know, you know, I can say that 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 Steve has in his library, uh, you know, he he has the actual moment where he was right. One time. And yeah, he was he was totally right. Yeah, you were right and the that last, moment. The last thing that he contributed to the thing was giving the right. He was Been right. Wrong ever since. Yeah. No. 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 I mean. I mean. I think that. Well. I think that you you left being the guy who who the last thing you said was the best advice for everybody. Well, and they all just that. went home and quit. Yeah, we quit. First strike <laughs> broke up because you 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 had a similar sort of come to Steve moment, you know. I just yeah, that was my goal, just to break <laughs> to up just every break up band so that you could be the guy. Man, you, you know, know, you know last this, man standing. This thing, this thing was a glowing thing, and now now we're now it's I'm, all yeah, turned now, dark. Now we're, we're, yeah. I apologize. No, because you know, listen, listen, yeah. people people have to come with wisdom yeah. and challenge situations. So you know that what? People we grow. We more or less all survived the '80s, and we survived all of that. We survived not getting record deals, barely, but we we just kept going. We didn't have anything else to do. You know what? Yeah. And, and we didn't have anything else to do. And the great story that, without going any further, because I know we're running out of time, is that we are back making new well, yeah. music with Steve Griffith. Vector's and you, back. And you literally kind of retired for... 25 years? 25 years. That's yeah, a long time years. to retire. This guy? Man. Yeah, I hadn't written a song. You can't I hadn't retire written a song. this guy. Oh, 25 wow. years. Well, so, Segway, you're, you're gonna really there's a new Vector away. record, oh, which is a miracle of all miracles. It's what everyone wants. I want it. The fans want it. It's exciting. We've gotten some good response from the rooftops. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's exciting. So I far, mean, yeah. why not? Might as well cut. You know, it's like we're not getting any younger. Really? Yeah. You know, it used exactly. to be we want to be famous. We want to be rich. We want to be rock stars. We want to have record deals. We want to be. We want to have a legacy, a history. We want to be... Now it's... Might as well cut. 
That's yeah. all we know how to do. Yeah. You know, as I think about, like, I still f- feel like some of the greatest moments out of of doing what we've done over the last 40 years is are those stories where somebody comes up to you after a concert and they tell you what a particular song meant meant to them right i mean that's like you because as a writer i'm not thinking about that necessarily when i'm writing a song i'm i just get it i get an idea i don't know where they come from but all of a sudden i have this idea in my head and i get it down it starts to and then it's done and then it's a song and then somebody hears it and they go oh man you don't know how that just touched me and meant to me it's well, so, you can't put a price on that no. compared to that list of right. foolish things that I wanted. Yeah, no. It's and, like, and we all wanted those oh, we, things. We you know? all wanted sure. them. Sure. Whether we, some for the right reasons, some for not. It doesn't right. matter. That's yeah. what every musician wants when they start. They want to. They want to do something great and yeah. have a lot of people dig it. Right. We did something great, and a lot of people dug it. So what more is there to do? You yeah. know, it, it maybe we didn't get millions of people but we got at least tens of people yeah exactly and our records were exploding off the charts you know right off there <laughs> right off they were off the charts just completely exploding yeah. right yeah. off they, 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 were, they were exploding Bu- off the charts the whole time bubbling under the hot 100 that's yes. you know and now for me like last week <laughs> when when i did the show with you guys last week and i heard that my granddaughters were watching and they couldn't get over that they couldn't talk to me they kept yelling at me at the screen. Hey, Papa. How old are they? Uh, they're uh, once four turning five next month, and the other one's eight. Oh, but but because the, it was me. They're used to the FaceTime. FaceTime and all wow. that stuff. Oh, that must have hurt. That must have cut them to thing, the core. It's going all that. They're, they're screaming at me, wanting me to. And so you're I finally ignoring said hello. them. No, I said hi. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because I knew they were watching, so I finally said hi. But, uh, oh, man. Yeah, it was, that was That's hilarious. So, yeah, my life today is, you know. That's my life. It's centered around them and my family, and you know. Yeah. And this this was a true blessing to be able to, you know, to hook up with Bruce because of Pat and and Jimmy was in town, and we sat and talked and went, okay, well let's let's why, do this. Why not? Yeah, might let's as well do this. cut. That's my credo. Yeah, constant goal. That's great. Well, hey, let's do one. Might as well play yeah, another let's, song. Let's, let's yeah. do one more. Um, and we were talking about something off Simple. Simple Experience is yeah, one yeah. of those lost, kind of forgotten albums that every time I listen to it, I go, this is, this might be my favorite album, yeah. even though it was kind of cut in a crude way. It's like the songs and your performances are just over the top. Yeah, man, this song is, is really And really you credited great. drummers like Urbano and Aaron, but I don't hear them on the record. That Did they write the programs? Urbano did, uh, yeah, all, all the programs except for Simple, which is what Aaron did. I, I missed that. Yeah, those are all programs. You know, I probably knew that back yeah. then, but yeah. I didn't. Why didn't they cut real drums? Well, there's no there's no way we could. Oh, you could because of that room. We that were place. in a situation, so I just did a slave channel on the 8-track. Nice. And then, yeah. Well, they, it gave it a sound. You, yeah. had, you had a sound. We had a sound. Else that record has a sound. It has a sound, boy. I think it's the only Vector record that has, like, a sound, you know? No, like, Please Stand By has a sound. So oh, has no, a sound. The, yeah, the, the All the Vector record. records have a sound. That's that just really? isn't a Vector sound. There's, well, it yeah, changed with each album. Vector record sounds. It changed sounds. with each but album. But there's a Steve Griffith yeah. sound that's always consistent. But that's the sound of success. 
Steve and, Griffiths. And man, yeah, once again, I'm really, really excited <laughs> to be working with this new material. With you're gonna be blown away if you like the rooftops thing. I mean, there's hey, can so I much play? More. Can I play a lead or at least a rhythm? Maybe a, a, anything on the record, like a ghost. I think you ghost should. track. Mike, you may. I may. I'll be calling you for that. Okay, the producer says I'm excited. So, so you can. I'm excited. Sure. All right, let's do this thing. Thanks for taking the time with us. You guys, you guys want to play this out? Say, say goodbye. We're well, gonna I get think we need to shot. play this song for okay. sure. All right. Well, you know, yeah. Um, and and uh, happy Fourth of July, everybody. Happy Fourth. Let's hit it.
Thanks for being with us. Thank Happy Fourth of July. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, guys. It's awesome. And Bruce Spencer. I'm Bruce Spencer. Vecta. <laughs> yes. For once. For yeah. once, he can For receive it. He it can applies. receive it. It applies. <laughs> Thanks for being with us. Late.